What are you thinking about this Ash Wednesday? Our text for the evening is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon us. May we do things, everything in order and biblically. Help us to be mindful of these things as we prepare our entrance into this season of Lent. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When my children sinned, I used to always remind them to remember their baptisms, to remember that they are Christians, not on the outside, but on the inside, precious members of the family of God, precious not because they are cute, because sometimes they're not, but precious because they've been purchased by the most precious gift of all, the blood of Christ. Ultimately, I was calling them to remember the cross of Christ. Lent is a season that calls us to remember the cross and to stop in the middle of our busy lives and ask the question, why the cross? This evening, let us be reminded that Lent calls us back to the cross, back to the cross. If you have a Bible, open it to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 20. The Apostle Paul here, his second letter to the Corinthian church, which in his first letter had so many problems, worldly problems, in the church. It's a newer metropolitan city that had been destroyed by the Romans, and so it's filled with new money, new people, new ideas, people trying to reinvent themselves. It was sort of like the Las Vegas of its age. But he speaks to them, he speaks to them as believers, and he says here in verse 20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, he's speaking to Christians, and he reminds them of the basics of the faith, the basics of belief in the Lord Jesus Christ of being reconciled through the sacrifice of Christ. Lent reminds us again that we must ensure that we are reconciled to God. That we are reconciled to God. Every church is a mixture of wheat and tares. Every church is a mixture of sheep and goats. And so you need to make sure that you're in the faith if you have doubts on this. If this sounds like something new to you, or perhaps for the first time you're having faith in Christ. Talk to one of our elders or deacons. For us, great sinners, the Father made his Son to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. We have become the righteousness of God as the people of God, but oh, how costly it was. How costly it was. Going on to verse 1 of chapter 6. Working together with him, then we appeal to you, to receive the, uh, not to have received the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Every day is the day of salvation for those who have not believed. And again, I say, if there's anybody out here this evening, we're not into revivalism, I don't think that's biblical in that particular sense. But we need to call our people periodically to make sure that there would not be anyone who's outside the faith. And furthermore, Lent calls us to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And those outside these doors and outside these windows need Jesus. Let us commit ourselves to calling our generation to faith in Christ. Paul here speaks to those who've been baptized and are in the church. May God's grace not be received in vain. Lent causes us to stop and remember that today is a day of salvation. Let us not take God's grace lightly. Going on to verse 3. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Lent causes us to stop and remember that we are recipients of God's grace. How graceful have we been? You've been recipients of a great gift. You've been recipients of God's grace and mercy. Oh, how costly is the gift that we've received. How gracious have we been this year? How much offense have you given? How much anger have you showed to those who disagree with you politically? How much love have you withheld from those who are closest to you? How much kindness, patience, and love have you denied to those who are on the fringe of your lives? Lent reminds us that we are not here for ourselves, and that the life of the disciple is hard. Going on to the second part of verse 4. By great endurance and afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. We're only halfway done with that list. By purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor through slander and praise friends if you think taking up your cross and following Jesus is easy kids if you think taking up your cross and following Jesus is easy you have the Christian faith all wrong the gift of faith is easy. Jesus gives us the most expensive of gifts. We have a debt that we could never, ever, ever, ever pay, and Jesus has taken that away. But in some sense, the easy part, but yet it's hard and it's sweaty, is now following after Christ. We are united to Christ, but we are called to follow after him and to greater or lesser degrees, depending on the age and the time and place in which you live, it's going to be hard. All Christians walk in hardness. All Christians have a hard walk because we're sinners, and we're always bent to the left or the right off the straight path. But depending on the time and place in which you live, and for the majority of Christians in the history of the world, and probably for the majority of Christians living right now, it's hard. Not just because of our hearts and our sin, but because of external factors that Paul speaks of here. Great trials come in from the outside. Great trials come in from the outside, sometimes even for us as Christians increasingly in this land. Going on to verse 8 in the second part. We are treated as, as imposters and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing, 
everything, Lent turns us back to see that the Christian life is a conundrum. Reality is following Christ is a conundrum. We are treated as fakes and haters. And yet at the same time, we are true. We are viewed as nobodies by the world, and yet God knows us. We are those who are dying, and yet we have eternal life. We're punished, but living on the margins. We sorrow in death and in our fallenness, but rejoice in our increasing Christ-likeness. We're poor, but giving everything that truly matters to others. Having little, but possessing the inheritance of the world. Be reminded, again, to ask this question during this season, why the cross? And as you think about why the cross, you prepare for the resurrection of Easter. But you're reminded again and centered in reality that we're finite beings who are one day going to die. We're looking forward to the inheritance of the age to come. We're looking forward to the glorification. But in the meantime, life can be hard, but it's still filled with joy. Let turns us back to the garden and the fall and the necessity of the cross. But it also centers us on the great struggle and quest that we now engage in. And so we're faced toward eternity. The rich, powerful man had just received his appointment to sit as a judge in one of the most powerful courts in the land. He had a huge, impressive office in a giant skyscraper and sat on the board of one of the most successful financial institutions in the country. He had a luxurious home on Long Island and a happy family with children graduating from the finest Ivy League schools. But his mother sat him down before he took his oath and reminded him that he came from a family of poor miners who had come from a small, poverty-stricken village in Sicily. She called him back to his roots so he could be centered on reality. Lent calls us back to be centered on reality. All we have are undeserved gifts. We're just rebellious clay deserving of judgment whom God has redeemed in the sacrifice of his precious son. Let us launch out into the season pondering again the wondrous question, the wonderful question, why the cross? As we remember that Lent calls us back to the cross. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon us this evening. We pray that you would help us to focus on the cross this season, to be reminded again of the wonder and necessity of the cross, and in thankfulness to follow after you. For we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.